um, uh, Matthew chapter 12, verse 36. Now, you can follow along with me on our notes in our app. If you don't have our app, you can download it on your app store. Search for Cornerstone KC. Make sure you download it and uh, click on the sermon notes. Um, Life and death, the Bible says, are in the power of the tongue. So we're on a crazy faith series, and this is probably one of the most important parts of this series. In fact, I'm going to end it actually today here on Sunday mornings. We still have them in small groups going on for another week. But um, I, I want to really talk to you about how the, word, the words you speak, how powerful they are. If we want to start seeing the power of God manifest in our lives, we have to start paying attention to the words that we speak. Words have power. How many of you have ever been encouraged by a word? Raise your hand. How many guys have ever been hurt by a word? Raise your hand. How many guys have ever been hurt by the person next to you? No, I'm joking. Don't, don't raise your hand. <laughs> That's so true. Words have power. Your own words, the words that you think in your mind and the words that you speak have power over our lives. And a lot of times more than we realize, but we often speak these words, as, sometimes as often as we, we think they're meaningless, but they're not. And because of that, most believers at one time or another have been hurt by what they say. In fact, a lot of times you don't even know that you are hurting yourself by what you say. So Matthew chapter 12, verse 36 says this, But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. For by their words... Uh, you shall be justified, and by your words you shall be condemned. I mean, you can be justified by your words, you can be condemned by your words. And, uh, and so, so many times that we allow words just to come out of our mouth that, that seem, that just are meaningless. Let me give you an example. And what an every idle word means, it means uh, non-productive. And, and this is so important that you understand this part, because this is where the enemy comes in and stops us from believing, actually, the words that we say. There's words we speak that we don't believe. For example, you might say, I'm dying to see my kids. I'm dying to see my kids. You really don't, I don't think you really mean that you're dying, right? Right? Because sometimes it's good to be away from your kids. How many guys give me an amen? Yes, amen. <laughs> don't look at me like that. I can somewhat see you out there. I mean... So we say these idle words, I'm dying to see, to see my children. You don't really mean that you're really dying, but you say it anyway to emphasize the importance maybe of that relationship. So the Bible says every idle word, you're going to be judged by your idle words. Every time you say things that you really don't mean, it begins to numb your heart. So unconsciously, these idle words that you're making, it's just a little, it gets a little bit harder for you to believe the words you actually say will come to pass. And so over and over we're saying these words, and then when we really have to mean it, we don't really believe what we say. Now I'm going to explain a lot of this today because there is power in your words. There is very much power in your words. And Jesus certainly understood the power of words, and he used them to change natural things. So I want you to turn over to Mark chapter 11. Just turn over to the next book. Mark chapter 11 verse 13. And so this is the story of the fig tree. And so here Jesus sees in a distance a fig tree and says he's seeing in the distance a fig tree in leaf. 
He went to find out if it had any fruit, because a fig tree, but if you have leaves, we'll have fruit on it. When he reached it, he had nothing but leaves. I mean, it's like when you see your refrigerator. You expect good food to be in there, and you open it up, nothing. How many, how many men have ever been angry when you looked at your refrigerator because there's nothing in it, right? Well, do the shopping yourself. That's what my wife tells me. Anyway, <laughs> she's not in here right now, but anyway. So when he reached it, he found nothing but leaves because it was, it was not the seasons for figs. Then he said to the tree, and there's a lot in there. I just don't have time to go through that. But he, then he said to the tree, may no one ever eat from you again. And the disciples heard him say that. And so they go on a little bit later in verse 20. Look down there. It says, in the morning, as they went along, they saw the fig tree again, withered from the roots. And Peter remembered and said to Jesus, Rabbi, look, the fig tree you curse has withered. And then Jesus says, have faith in God. Jesus answered, truly, I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself in the sea and does not doubt in their heart, but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be done for you. The fig tree was cursed. Now, I I think when Peter asked that, Rabbi, I Look at this. Look what happened. I mean, Jesus was kind of, well, what do you think was going to happen? I cursed it. You know, Jesus had that faith, and he probably was saying, Peter, what's wrong with you? You know, why don't you believe this? And so he says, have faith in God. And then he went on to explain that it wasn't limited to a fig tree, that he used a mountain as an example, but I, I believe you can apply it to anything in our, heart, in our lives, that your words have power. And he's making that point. He says, when you say it with your mouth and believe it in your heart, you will have what you say. And he also made it very clear who's qualified to do this. Anyone. He says, if anyone, if you want to go King James, whosoever, whosoever, whosoever. I mean, if everyone in here has the ability to do this by faith, by believing in their words, that that can happen. He was making it clear. That your words have power. When you put faith in God, the words that you have have power to do and to move mountains. Now Romans ten seventeen says says this: Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. First Peter one twenty three says, "You are born again by the word of God." Hebrews eleven one says, "Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence." Of things not seen. And down in verse 3 it says, Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen are not made of things which do appear. So the scriptures here is not symbolic. God actually created everything with words. He spoke creation into existence. And the substance of his faith manifests that into what we can see now. When you go outside in this beautiful day we're going to have today, God created it. Amen? He created it by his word, by speaking universe, one word. Power is in the word. And the word of God has all unlimited power. And each word in the word of God is is filled with faith waiting for us as believers to release it in our hearts and speak it with our mouths. So everything we see was created by words. The very word of God, the Bible tells us, upholds 
the universe. It was put together by words. Therefore, everything we see must respond to faith-filled words. Because words, they have to respond because words are their parent force. Words are what created it. Amen? So your words have power. Proverbs 23, 7 says that as you think in your heart, so are you. Luke chapter 6, verse 45 says that what you speak comes from the abundance of the hearts. In other words, the way you think controls the way that you talk. And if you understand that your words have power, then you understand that death and life are in the power of the tongue. So what happens when we, as believers, we take the faith-filled words of God and plant them into their hearts where they can root and grow? What's going to happen? Everything changes. No longer are we saying, I, I think I believe or I hope to believe. No longer you're going to say, I know I believe. I believe that I'm healed in Jesus' name. I believe that and God's going to provide for me. I believe that there is hope that God's going to open that door. I believe that God's going to send me to Israel. I believe, I know, it's a knowing. It's not, a, it's not, just, it's not even a hope. It's a substance of things hoped for. It's, it's, it's knowing. I know. It's a now. I believe it. My words have power. Your words have power. Don't tell me they don't. Because you just told me at the very beginning, you've been encouraged by words and you've been hurt by words. And you've been developed by words, haven't you? Words have power. And when we take these words of God that God has in his very own word and we put faith, we put our trust into them, something can happen. I've been, I was praying this week and I just felt like the Lord says we have spoken the wrong words over our life over our surroundings, over our city, over our church, over our nation. And God wants to correct that today. Because he's going to change what you say. And you're going to start speaking what he says. And God's going to change some things. That's why Proverbs 18, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Not only says life, but it says death. It's sad to say that most of the words being communicated today are negative words. Words that create death in our life. And they don't bring the abundant life. They bring actually more and more problems. Did you know you can talk your way out of the blessing of God? You can talk your way out of your healing. You can talk your way out of an abundant life. You can because words hurt. And as you begin to speak it, so if faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God, doubt comes by hearing the word of the enemy, the word of death, right? You can speak that all the time. If someone told you that you were no good all your life, what are you going to believe? I'm no good. Man, words have power. How many ever said a stupid word to one of your kids or your, your spouse or maybe your dog? I don't know. I guess I need to stop calling my dog stupid. Because he does stupid things. Maybe I'm, that's, what I'm do, that's what's happening, right? Have we, have we ever thought about that? So Matthew twelve thirty seven says, For by your words you'll be acquitted, and by your words you'll be condemned. James 3 Chapter 3, verse 3 says this, When you, we put bits into the mouths of horse, horses and make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal. 
or take ships as example. Although they are so large and driven by strong winds, they are steered by a small rudder whether the pilot, wherever the pilot wants to go. In verse 5, likewise, the tongue is, is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what great force is set on fire by a small spark. First Peter chapter 2, verse 9, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. We just talked about that. God's special procession that you may declare. What are we supposed to declare? The praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. This is what happens. He called you out of a dark, dark realm, so stop speaking the words that's in darkness. Start, stop speaking those things. Start, stop thinking about those things and start speaking what comes in the light. God has a word for you. What is his word for you? Job 22 verse 28 says, You will also declare a thing and it will be established for you so light will shine on your ways. Declaration is so important. Our words are powerful. Words can destroy dreams, can destroy relationships, can destroy life. But words can create good things. Words can start to let you have a better outlook and a better vision of what God has for you. Your words today can change your situation, whether it's for the good or whether it's for the bad. I choose the good over the bad every single day. That's what you need to do. Is this word going to bring life to me? Is this word I'm receiving, this word I'm speaking, going to bring life to the people around me? That's That's what we need to begin to think about. Is this word Filled with faith in God. And it is going to cause mountains to move. It seems easier for us to put faith into destructive words than the words of life. Because the enemy doesn't want you to put, speak, start speaking life over your situation. But words can bring life. So we need to recognize that. So why is it hard to speak words of faith in our life? Number one is disappointment. Disappointment. We're, you know, it's almost the end of the year. Can you believe that? 2023 is coming pretty quick. And have you ever decided that this is going to be a better year? I mean, I hope you do. I hope you go into 2023 thinking God's going to do something great this year. I want you to go in faith. But a lot of times when we start doing that, we're disappointed about what didn't happen this last year, right? And so these are things that, you know, when I come into this new year, I'm going to believe the will of God for my life, for my family, for the church, and that I need to declare these things. I need to speak them out over and over again. But because of the pain that we go through, we get timid to believe again. We, we don't want to we're afraid to go into that. And so disappointment can stop us from speaking faith. Listen, it can be hard. But don't allow disappointment to stop you from speaking what God wants for you now. Don't allow the vision of God to slip away. The things of God to slip away because you're you're disappointed. Yes, God knows your disappointments. He was there with you. He's there to heal you. He's there to bring hope. He's there to bring joy. He's there to bring life in, into your situation. He understands what you've gone through. But don't allow disappointment to stop you from speaking words of faith because 
New mercies are there every morning, right? There's something good for you, and I want to encourage you. You might have been speaking these words of, of unbelief and, and, and things that are, are causing you to stop believing in God for some things because you haven't seen it yet. Don't stop believing. Don't stop speaking those words of faith. Ask the Lord, Lord, what do you want me to speak? And only speak the things that he speaks. Isn't that what Jesus did? He only spoke what Jesus, what he heard the Father saying. The other thing that causes us not to speak words of faith and words of hope and words of joy and words of peace and words, words of prosperity and words of healing is the fear of man. I believe we're stopped dead in our tracks because of the fear of man. You stop, you're, you're, you're believing God for something, a dream, a vision that God has given you. And because of the disappointment and the fear of man, it has settled to the bottom of your list and you don't even speak it. Fear of what people might think of you. Fear, fear of what, what they might say about you. But you need to learn to speak it out loud and let it be heard what God has said to you. Don't be ashamed of what God has said. He's put in your heart. We must not back down. We must not quit. We must continue to speak those words of faith over and over again. I have seen it in my life. I mean, I've, I've done it. I've speak, spoken those words of death. I've spoken the woe is me. I've spoken those things over my life. And, I, and I've heard the Holy Spirit just say, stop it. And I have to listen to that voice and I have to start speaking. And then when I begin to speak the word of God over my life, over and over, I start to see things change. You think I would be smart enough to do that all the time, you know? That we need to speak. What is God saying? Speak his word. Speak it out loud. Don't give up. Speak his word over your life. Speak prosperity. Speak healing. Speak it into your relationships. You know, I still to this day, I speak over my wife every day. She doesn't know it because she's sleeping. But I'll wake up in the middle of the night and, and I'll speak words of faith over her. I've done it since we were married. And I know she speaks over me. Right? <laughs> I just thought, well, I might want to check on that one. <laughs> but speak those words. You know, sometimes we may have to just repent today. God. I'm sorry for what I've said. God, I repent. Psalms 27, 13 says, I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. <laughs> wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Amen. I would have despaired unless I believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. So don't give up, it says. Don't be impatient. Be entwined as one with the Lord. Be brave and courageous and never lose hope. Yes, keep on waiting, for he will never disappoint you. Yeah. Woo! Isn't that awesome? Listen, 
You know, I, I, I talked a, a little while ago about it's easier to know the will of God than the timing of God. And, you know, oh, we want it now, we want it now, we want it now. But listen, it will come at the right time. You will not be disappointed. Yeah, though, though it, the, the vision tarries, it will surely come. I love that in Habakkuk chapter 2, right? Write the vision. Make it plain upon tablets so the, the runner may read it. You know, it's, it's really so the runner can say it can speak it over and over again. Keep it in front of you. Do your vision boards. Get, get things all over your house. Put scriptures every place so you will be reminded because the devil's going to come and remind you of what you don't have yet. But you're going to turn around and remind him. Listen, you may not see it, but I see it by faith. I know I have it. Confession of our mouths are important. By confession, we become, we become saved. Romans 10, 10, for with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. The Greek word for confession means to speak in accordance with, to say the same thing as another. Who do you think we're speaking like? God himself. What is God saying over your life? Speak it over and over again. And if anybody comes into your realm of influence and starts speaking something else but what God says, remind them the word of God and says, this is what you speak in front of me. Woo! It's really good when you, speak, when you preach to yourself, okay? So... 1 John 1, 9 says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. His forgiving power is released when you say it. That's how powerful it is. Confession. But confession is more than just the confession of sin. Hebrews 10, 23, let us hold fast the confession of our hope. Without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. First Timothy 6.12 says, Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold of eternal life to which you were called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Hebrews 3.1 says, Therefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of, of our confession, Christ Jesus. Confession is speaking out what God says what God sees and what God wills and what God wants to do. That's what I'm confessing. I'm not confessing my own will. I'm not confessing my own desires. There's enough in the Bible to confess every day for the rest of your life, and it's all good. It's speaking what God says about you. What does God say about you? What does God see about you? What does God will? What does he want to do in your life? Come on. What does he want to do in your life? What do you believe God wants to do? You need to speak those things out over and over. It's declaring out loud the promises. Our position as a son and daughter of God gives us the right to speak his will. Jesus gave us that right to speak his will. That we name our position above the enemy, what he wants to do in our life, is proclaiming God's will over our life. 
2 Corinthians 4.13 says, And since we have the same spirit of faith. Who's the same spirit of faith? Jesus. And since we have the same spirit of faith according to what is written, I believe and therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore speak. So when Jesus turned to his disciples about the fig tree, he was turning to them and showing them what I can do, you can do. What I speak, you can speak. What I say, I want you to say. And I want you to have faith, not in your own ability, not on your own way of thinking of how it's going to happen, not on your own ability to produce it, but have faith in God. And you will have what you say. So we need to come against some of these words of, that we've put over our life and that maybe we've spoken over other people's lives. Words of hatred, criticism that's not, that's, that's not helping, right? Unbelief, and it created a seedbed for the works of the devil in your own life. When these words are spoken out in faith in those words, you can have faith in the bad. The devil's released to perform the works and carry them out. Just the same way as you speak faith over the of God words over your life and what he sees, what he's, he says, and what he wants to do in your life. When you speak faith, angels are released. Angels are released on your behalf to accomplish the task that you sent it forth to do. So we need to judge ourselves and stop speaking those words over our life and over other people's life that aren't of God and turn it around. You, need, you really probably need, by faith, to start speaking life to your enemy today. And this is why. Because what you words, what the words you speak, can bring judgment onto your life. Luke 6, 37 says, do not judge, Jesus says, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be poured in your lap. For, listen. For with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. So when we speak destructive words over our life, over someone else's life, doesn't matter. It's measured back to you. Okay, so get this. When I speak a destructive word over my life or over someone else's life, I'm commissioning the devil and his demons to do something. It's, it's actually witchcraft. It's wrong. Words have power. Life and death. Life and death. Joshua lays, lays it out. God laid it out for Joshua. Choose life. Life or death for the nation of Israel. Life or death. I, I pray that you choose life. Oh, that you would choose life. Oh, that I would choose life in my words. 
Because whatever I measure, I use it. It's going to be measured back. But the same thing's true on life. When I speak words of life, when I speak his word over my life, his word over your life, it's measured back to me. It commissions God and all the host of heavens to work on my behalf. So I speak joy over you. I pray for you all the time. And I know my words have power because Jesus said they did. And I speak his word over your life all the time. And I believe that the host of heaven is working on your behalf because of the words I pray. And I pray that we all together do that. Can you imagine one can put a thousand to flight, two can put 10,000. And it multiplies from there on. See, church, that's why unity is so important in the activation of faith. When I'm in unity, husbands and wives, you've got to get into unity about what you say over your finances, over your kids, over your household, over your dogs, maybe even over your cats. I don't know about that one. (laughs) But you must get into unity and start speaking words of life. Because faith's voice speaks God's word to our circumstances. We don't speak about our circumstances in the sense of complaining about them. When the circumstances happen, we speak God's word. Now, I'm not asking you to deny what's happening. You may have a headache. It's okay. He says, I have a headache. When someone comes to you and asks you how you're doing, and you say, uh, and you, you, know, you just, I'm okay, you're lying. Tell them you have a headache. It's not a lack of faith. But speak God's word. God's word says, by his stripes, I am healed. Amen. Speak that over your life over and over again. Speak the word of God. Speak the word to, to your mountains. Because Because those words can change the circumstances in your life. The invisible existed before the visible. Therefore, what is seen must submit to the unseen. Speak it over your life. Faith is a certainty, is a substance of things not seen. And of course, you may feel pain in your head, so you don't deny it. But at the same time, you hear this voice that's coming over your pain. That's the Holy Spirit that says, says, by his stripes, Jesus' stripes, I am healed. I was healed already by what he did at the cross of Calvary. You see, you're healing. You grasp that by faith and you speak it with your mouth. That's what Jesus is trying to tell his disciples. Speak the word of God. Speak. Have faith in God. Because what is seen has to come under the authority of what is unseen. The seen has no power to what's unseen. Because that's what's real. That's what's real. God wants to change your circumstance. Abraham did this. Romans chapter 4, verse 18. It says, who contrary to hope. Remember, Abraham was barren. I mean, his wife was barren. Sarah was barren. They had no children. He was 100 years old. But he did not let it affect him. Look what he says. Who in contrary to hope, in hope, believed. 
so that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken. So shall your descendants be. And not being weak in faith, he did not consider. Now I want you to understand something. He, he wasn't perfect. Right? There's a, there's a son called Ishmael. He was not perfect. But the Bible doesn't record his sin. Isn't that good? That's called grace. And not being weak in faith, because there was a time he was weak in faith. But that's that's the thing. You might have been weak in faith, but God can turn it around just like that. And your past will be remembered no more. You won't even remember your past because of the blessing and everything that you step in today. So Abraham, not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already did since he was about 100 years old and the deadness of Sarah's room he did not waver the Ishmael thing was a waver I I want you to get this okay you've wavered in the past but today is the end of your wavering today is redemption Sunday you ready for that? He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God and being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. Your words have power. My last verse, Hebrews 10, 23. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he is promised is faithful. Words are containers. When they are filled with God's word, spirit and life, God's power is released. And when it's released, it creates a different situation. So do you have some mountains in your life you need to move today? Are you going to let your circumstances dictate the outcomes of your life? That's what you need to do. What does the word of God say about your situation? There's um, in our notes today, there's a list of confessions. Now, I, I, it's on the app, so if you, if you just refuse to do the app, it's okay. We have paper printed up for the old school, you know. Old school is good school, right? But... There's, they're back there in the back, so I want you to know we have that. We do think of you. And, uh, but on our sermon, sermon notes today, there are some confessions. There's quite a few of them that we've gotten from some other people on, on the Internet that I just wanted to list out. And they start out with this, I receive an abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. I reign in life through Jesus Christ. And they have scriptures that you just confess over your life. And there's like 41 of them. I'm confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in me will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Amen? I love them. Confess them over your lives. Sometimes you may not know what to say, but get those out and just start confessing. I walk, walk around my room and I confess over my life. I walk around the sanctuary and confess over every single seat that you're sitting in today. 
listen, the seat that you're sitting in, I have confessed the word of God over that seat and on your life. I have faith in my chairs here today because I have faith in God in you. So whatever chair, in fact, I would suggest that every Sunday find a new chair because there's a new blessing on each chair. I believe in that. (laughs) There's blessings because I'm praying over this. And just like those cloths that Paul prayed over and sent out and they were healed. Listen, you sit in your butt in that chair today. There's a blessing on if you receive it by faith. Now, don't ask me what chair I prayed over and what I said over it because I don't remember that. But I definitely prayed over it. But we need to speak out some things today. So what do you need to speak out? So bow your heads, close your eyes. So Father, Holy Spirit, come. Help us say what you are saying. Help us speak what you're saying, Lord, today. What you see over our life, what your will and what you want to do in our life. Help us say those things and not the enemy. And Father, forgive us. We repent over the idle words that we've spoken, over the words of hurt and pain and hate that we might have spoken, God. And I know you understand and you have never left us. But I thank you, God, that we can speak today and today is a redemption day that we can start speaking your word and things can change in a moment. So we speak your words over our life in Jesus' name. And we refuse to speak the words that are not of you over our lives and over other people's lives. In fact, Father, today we we commit, and I want you to commit right now to the Lord, those words that we've spoken over people that we choose today to speak what you see over them, what you say, and what your will over their life is. So we'll speak the word of God even to our enemies, even when they're bashing us, even when they're hitting us, even when they're hurting us, we refuse to speak words of hate, of criticism that's ungodly in Jesus' name. We will speak your word in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen.